All right, so I have the fabulous Lisa here today, owner of Turnkey Style. How are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to connect with you and kind of explore everything about you today. Absolutely, it's fun. <laughs> and, you know, because I've known you for a little bit, you know, as we've connected in different networking groups, and I was more familiar with a different business name. Did you change business names or kind of tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So I started my company a couple of years ago and it was called Closet Confidence. And mm -hmm. at the end of last year, I was launching an online closet transformation course and I went to trademark Closet Confidence and I realized that somebody else had a similar name mm -hmm. that was already trademarked. And so I was infringing on her trademark. So I had to come up with a new name, which was a true struggle because when you're attached to your name, it's almost like your baby and then you have to let it go. And I decided ultimately on turnkey style, which really it wasn't in my top three, but what happened and what I realized is that people are going to do business with me. They're not going to do business with me because of my name. Right. So I moved forward so that I could trademark the new name and then roll out my closet transformation course. I'm thinking of people that are maybe going to be in your possible circumstance where, you know, they started their business, that they have that attachment to the name, and then they come to find out they can't use it. So what was kind of like your process to let that go so that a new name could come and you were okay with that? I cried. I cried a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was really a couple of days of just feeling really frustrated and sad. And I guess I want to say mourning the loss of this name because a part of my business is helping women find confidence. Mm -hmm. And the other part is helping them find clothes in their closet that make them feel confident right. and using what they have. And so letting go of that name was a big process. And after talking with a couple of people, I have some coaches and some close friends. I realized that it really wasn't the name. Most of my business is referral based. It's right. um, through networking. And so it's not like people Googled me and, and said, oh, this sounds like a cool name. Let me use her. Right. They're using me because they know me and they like and trust me or somebody they know knows me. And so the name I decided on my marketing company helped me come up with. And really it was so that I could grow with it. You know, I can grow with turnkey style, it can be style on stage, style in person, you know, there's a multitude of ways that I can take that. And so that's kind of why I ultimately decided to go with it. Awesome. How does your business work? What do you do for your clients? So I'm a wardrobe stylist and I help women with closet edits, outfit coordination, and personal styling. Mm. What happened was I had quite a few friends who were going through divorce and they had friends and they needed help finding clothes to go back to work because they didn't have a business casual or a professional wardrobe, but they also didn't have a lot of money mm. to spend. And so I'd go in and I'd try and put together new outfits for them. Right. And over time, I thought I can turn this into a business. Mm. And I'd been working with Stella and Dot for many years. So I kind of combined the two and that's what I do. I help women clean out their closets. And along the way, we, we put together outfits using what they have. So that they have a wardrobe that they can easily mix and match and feel good in and feel confident because I don't know about you, but it's tough to wake up and look at a closet full of clothes that don't fit or that mm -hmm. you don't like, or, 
you right. know, it really, it's how you start your day. It has an effect on it. So you don't take client shopping or is that the offset? I do. I do the personal shopping. I typically try and do that after we've worked with the closet edit, because what happens is there's this misnomer that women love to shop. Some women do, but a lot of women don't because it's really a struggle to go into a store. Not that we can even go to a store right now, but to try find clothes that fit the body you have. Right. And so it's not really fun. No one wants to go into a store and try on clothes. And I did have someone who wanted to hire me to help her find some pants, but then I found out she already had 10 pairs of pants. Right. So my goal is to help my clients have a wardrobe that they can mix and match and feel good in. I don't want to turn away business, but I also don't want to help you buy 10 more pants when you already have 10 pants. I want to help you find mm -hmm. outfits to go with those 10 pants. So I do do personal shopping. I've helped clients typically after we've done the closet edit, we get what's not working for them and we make a list mm -hmm. and then we go shopping. And, and during this pandemic, people have reached out to me, people that I know and former clients and said, look, I'm looking for this type of outfit. I just put together a style board yesterday for a potential client and she needed a new coat, didn't know where to start. She also got rid of all of the clothes in her closet because she felt like they weren't her style anymore. Yeah. So I sent her some pictures from Pinterest and I said, okay, let's tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you love. And then I put together a style board with current clothes that she can purchase that might work for her style. I'm looking at this in the terms of like me and my closet. And I totally, I'm like, oh, I have all these beautiful pieces. But I don't know how to put them together. So is there like a science to this of what goes with what? Or it's almost like to bluntly ask, like, how come I can't do that for myself? How is it that you know how and the common person doesn't know how to do that for themselves? Because we're not taught how to do it. Mm. <laughs> And I will say the only reason that I know is because it took me years of mm -hmm. figuring it out. I didn't really dress myself until I was in my 40s. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid growing up, I was a plus size before plus size was a term. I was chunky. I was big boned. I was fat, you know, all those things. And they didn't have, they didn't have plus size clothes. So my mom used to dress me in clothes that she got from a woman's boutique down the street and she would put clothes together for me. And it wasn't until, and then I went to my corporate job where we really had a uniform and we were told what we could wear. And then I quit my corporate job and I hit 40 and I was like, okay, now I get to figure out what I like. And really what I suggest is starting with basics. You can start with basics, like pick a button down top or a t-shirt because those things are basics. Pick a, a layering piece, like a jacket or a cardigan. Mm -hmm. I live in blazers and cardigans because it's just a nice layering piece that makes a t-shirt look more professional. Right. Pick a bottom. It could be jeans, it could be pants, it could be a skirt. You know, I have clients that don't wear skirts and I have some that don't wear pants. And then I say pick some type of blouse or sweater that has some type of print in it. So it's easier for you to mix and match. Right. And some type of dress that you can dress up if you need something for a formal or professional event. And then pick a color scheme that you like. I particularly like navy and yellow. And so if you look in my closet, you'll see a lot of navy and yellow. And then it makes it a lot easier for all those pieces to go together. So kind of a fun question. What, what are your thoughts about black? All black wardrobe. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Most people think that black makes us look slimmer. And more often than not, it doesn't. It's a mechanism to hide. I mean, I have a, a dear friend, a colleague, he's my age, he's in his 50s and he wears all black because he's very self-conscious about his weight. Mm. The thing is, is that black also doesn't look good on some people. It can make the dark circles under your eyes come out. It can make your skin look sallow. Some people look great in it but right. not everybody. And so I don't have a problem with a little bit of black. Like I have a great colleague, you might know her, Tony, and she yeah. wears black jackets, 
always, that's her signature style, but she also mixes in some red and some bright colors and some stripes. And that's kind of become her signature style. Right. So I'm not opposed to black. I just think that you should have some color in your wardrobe because not everybody looks good in black and mm -hmm. it's not always slimming. Yeah. Well, and I want to go back to something that you just briefly mentioned about hiding your body. You know, I actually have watched your videos on Instagram and how you do those quick styling videos and your tips. You, I think, have mentioned that a couple of times about not hiding your body. And, you know, as I've kind of looked at how I dress, you know, this is probably the heaviest I've ever been. And so I've found myself constantly in like the big cardigans and baggy t-shirts. So do you think that that's like a common thing? for especially business women and women in general that we hide our bodies? Absolutely. It's, it's the first thing we do when we start to gain weight or are not comfortable with our bodies. Mm -hmm. And it happens, I've worked with women who are size zero to size 22 plus. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Every woman at every stage or size has some part of their body they're not happy with. Mm -hmm. But in particular, women, when we start to gain weight, we buy oversized pieces and we yeah. think that we're hiding. And what happens is it makes us look at least 10 pounds bigger than we actually are. And so what I do is I suggest to my clients to find your shape. All of us are very similar to apple, pear, rectangle, inverted triangle, or hourglass. Mm. And with any of those five shapes, one of the best things that you can do is show off or highlight your waist. Mm. Now, not everybody's comfortable with that. Right. But the thing is, is that when you're hiding yourself, you're actually making yourself look bigger in oversized t-shirts, oversized sweaters, and you're not alone. A lot of women do that, especially over 40. You're nowhere near 40, <laughs> but especially my clients who are over 40, they suddenly just start to buy these big bulky things to hide yeah. their body. And they're amazed when I show them how if they do a side tuck on a t-shirt or a blouse or a sweater or tie a knot or wear the cardigan, but don't hide themselves, don't close it entirely, leave the right. cardigan open because you want to show proportions. It's a one third and two third. So for me, my top half is my one third and my bottom half is my two thirds, you know, from my hip down. Mm -hmm. And so it shows balance. Whereas when you start hiding your waist, there's no balance anymore. You're just one big blob, no matter if you're a size four or a size 22 plus. And, you know, the smaller you are, the less it is noticeable, but the larger you are, then the more noticeable it becomes. So I try and show my clients how to wear belts. And if they're not comfortable wearing a belt, how to dress so that they're not hiding their body. Mm. And can you like look at a client or a potential client and like pinpoint what their body shape is by just looking at them? Yes, typically. It's it's pretty simple. So a pear is someone whose hips are wider than their shoulders. Mm. An apple is someone who's pretty proportional, but they don't have a defined waist. Mm. An inverted triangle is someone who has broader shoulders than they do their hips. So like someone who has broad shoulders can wear like wide leg pants. What? Because the wide leg pants are going to balance out their wide shoulders. Right. Someone who's a rectangle, someone who's an athletic build, doesn't really have a waist. You want to have them maybe try on some flare jeans or some right. print pants and show off their waist so that there's some balance there. Sometimes you have to measure, but it, for right. the most part, I think most people are pretty it's pretty easy to see what type of shape they are. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, I kind of want to dive in in a different direction about like emotions, you know, is I think on one hand, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. I definitely have, there's like an emotional thing that happens with buying clothes, with wearing clothes, trying on things maybe that are too tight or where I wish I could wear something different, but I don't think I can. So, you know, on one hand, you're coming into like almost like this really intimate space for your clients and supporting them and, and really like honoring who they are, right? Without hiding it. So do you have to address that emotional part of it with clients at all? Absolutely. In fact, in my closet transformation course, we, we worked on pants yesterday, letting go of pants that don't fit. It's a big part of it because so many women, we wait until we lose X pounds yeah, or until we're a size Y mm. or we are going to, we're not going to do Z until we're this size or, you know, we have all these things that we're waiting for that have to do with our weight. And so mm. I have to remind my clients that they're worthy right now. A big part of going through your closet and finding clothes that fit. My big thing is I want you to find clothes that fit the body you have now. Not the one you want, not the one you had, not the one you're going to have because you're going to go on some diet. I want you to know that you're beautiful and amazing and worthy today in this body that you have. And so often we wait to do so many things or to buy or to try until we're quote unquote worthy, Mm. you know, because somehow losing that weight or being that size is going to make us more beautiful or better or somehow more confident. And so I want, I want to help my clients feel good and confident now in the body that they have. And you know what, if you're on a weight loss journey, great, more power to you. I will help you find clothes when you lose weight. But the thing is, is even when you lose weight, sometimes your body doesn't go back the way it was true, especially as you age. I have some clients that have lost 15 pounds, but their pants still don't fit them. Right. Right. And it's because their body didn't go back the same way it changed. Right. So hanging onto those pants, isn't necessarily doing you any good, you know, cause we want to fit into them. So my thing is let them go. And cause when you let go of what's not working for you, you open the door to new possibilities. Mm. I so appreciate what you're, what you're saying right now, because it's making me think like, Oh man, maybe <laughs> I need you in my life. But you know, cause there's, you were pointing to what, you know, I refer to as a lot as a someday future, right? We're right. constantly, especially as women and business women for all the men also that are listening, you know, it's always a waiting for a someday future. Once I have this, or once I do this, then I'll be happier then and I'll feel good. Right. And with all of that, I still never apply that to my wardrobe and, and my closet. And I, I'm kind of embarrassed because if you came over right now, I have stacks of 10, 11, 12 jeans that, oh, someday I'm going to wear those. But every time I go to my closet, I see them and I feel guilty. And I, I've never even applied my own mindset to that. So thank you for, for saying that. Yes. I like to tell people to think of their closet as valuable real estate mm-hmm. and everything in it affects it has value or it detracts value mm-hmm. and it affects how you start your day. So what you just said was a perfect example. You're either starting your day happy and excited to get dressed mm. or you're starting off frustrated, guilty, defeated yeah. because what you have in there doesn't fit. Mm. And you're right. You're waiting. You're waiting for what? But here's the thing. Let's say next year you lost whatever weight you wanted to lose and you got back into your 10, 12 it could be that you're not, that's not the style you want to wear anymore. That's not who you are in six months from now, a year from now, or even let's say three months, 
going through the journey of losing the weight is going to change who you are. And so those pants or skirts or whatever it is that's hanging out in your closet and not serving you, it's not going to be who you are necessarily. It might be, but why not go find something new? Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, I'm only going to speak right now in my experience and, and I'm hoping that this is something maybe everybody kind of goes through at one point. You said, you know, you got to clear out what's not working to allow something new in. And and I love that, that you said that. So I'm like, okay, like in my brain, I'm going to go clean out my closet. And I'm actually experiencing like right now, like anxiety doing that, like even thinking about doing that. Is that something that's common that you see like when you're doing those closet edits that people are, they're scared to let it go for some reason? Absolutely. I had a client that I worked with recently in San Luis Obispo and she literally wasn't going into her closet anymore. She had set up a clothing rack outside of her closet because walking into her closet gave her such anxiety. Wow. And so that's why people hire me because they can't do it by themselves. And it's Mm -hmm. partially why I created the closet transformation course, because I want people to know that it's doable. And so what I suggest is 30 minutes a day and or 15 pieces. And you need to try on the clothes in your closet because what happens is there's something magical after 20, 30 minutes. We don't want to try things on. Trying things on is not a pleasant experience. And so what happens is you start to let go of things much easier. It's like, oh, I don't even want to try that on. I know it doesn't fit. It's like, you don't even want to go there. Hmm. And so it becomes much easier to let go, but feeling overwhelmed is a very common feeling. And so that's why I suggest just set a timer, do 30 minutes a day and pick one section. Hmm. In fact, I just did a webinar on this. You pick one section, like pick tops or pick pants or whatever it is, set a timer, pick a section and then start with easy. Like start with the pieces, you know, are old, tattered, torn, or absolutely don't fit. Right. And it just kind of to get your momentum going and then celebrate your win and then set a timer for the next day. And when you do it in small pieces that are doable, then over the week, you will see that you've made a dent. Right. And, or you might get excited and say, oh, I'm just going to do it for another half an hour and keep going. You know, it's just about getting that momentum. I'm always curious about why people do the things that they do, like the mindset aspect of it. So like you being an expert in this area and seeing it probably so frequently, have you come to any kind of conclusion about why people are so attached to their clothes? Everybody has different reasons. I've worked with a lot of women in transition. It could be women going back to work, women going through a divorce, women in business just deciding they need a change. Mm. Uh, But we do, we attach monetary value to our clothes. Mm. We attach good memories to our clothes. We attach certain time period to our clothes. I worked with a client who, as we went through her closet, she was going through a divorce and we talked about labels. Every single piece of clothing had a specific label. It came from a certain place, Mm. but what it was is she was letting go of the life she had and walking into her new life. And she had to go through that process and letting go of the clothes was part of that. Now she didn't let go of all of her clothes, but at the end of it, she decided I can be somebody new. I can do something different. I can pick a whole new style. Right. And then I do have clients that have a few pieces. I'm I'm all about, you know, if you have certain mementos that are special to you, I'm good with that. I just don't want your whole closet to be that. I have a client whose mother gave her a dress when she was in Paris. That's a memento piece. Her mother's no longer with her. I have a client whose mother gave her some special suits. There were two of them. Okay, keep those two suits. I have the dress that I met my husband in. Yeah. But 
I don't have a whole closet full of those clothes. I work with clients, She, uh, one that just moved, and she's no longer going to go into the office. So she let go of a lot of her business attire. Right. And it was, I will say, painful for her because she that was an investment for her. But here's the thing. She's not using it. It's not serving her. And when I work with clients locally, we give all of our clothes to a women, battered women's shelter that I work with. Oh, wow. And so somebody else is going to use and love and need those clothes. Yeah. There's somebody else out there. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because I was thinking, you know, what, what do you do with all those? Where do they go with all those clothes? So tell me a little bit more about that. So in Ventura County, there's a battered women's shelter and they come to my house typically twice a month Mm. when I'm working with clients and they take the items and what they do is they put them in their store Mm. And they give the women pretend money tickets. And so the women can go shop and pick out the clothes. It's a little different than Goodwill because Goodwill, you actually have to purchase the clothes. These women do not. And then there's some other places like Cancer Cartel, which is they're on Instagram and other places, but they take high end items, they resell them. And then the money goes to their charity. Wow. And then there's there's another one called Dress for Success, which is nationwide, and they take business attire. They have places locally in LA. And again, they help women who are looking for interviews, helping them right. get a job, get back on their feet. Mm. And what called you to be a part of that? I just think it's important to not just toss the clothes, especially when I'm working with women who may have high-end pieces or even myself. I have clothes that I buy and then I decide, mm, I'm not really loving that. Like yesterday, I had a pair of slacks that I found in my closet hidden. They're not really my style anymore and they still have the tags on them. Mm. So it's time to let them go, but somebody else should be able to love those. And I think it's easier for us as women to give things away when we know somebody else is going to love them. Mm, I love that. It's such a good point. I'm deaf. I love thrift stores and I have one in particular where I live and uh, it's like the only place I want to ever shop because I find such good stuff. But I'm interested in what your viewpoint is on that because on one hand, you're seeing a lot of clothes getting rid of and getting handed off to. So does that change your perspective on how you purchase clothes or the monetary value of clothes? Right. I agree. I have a client who loves to shop in thrift stores. My whole philosophy, I try and create capsule wardrobes for clients. I believe that with 10, 15, even, you know, less than that, you can have 50 to 70 outfits with key pieces that you can mix and match. And so, especially now it's all about being sustainable, right? Right. When I work with clients, when we come up with a list, it's not a list of all the things they need. It's a list of items they need that can help expand their Mm -hmm. wardrobe. I don't like shopping just to shop, you know, when the Nordstrom sale, look, I love Nordstrom's, but when the Nordstrom sale comes around, people talk about all these things they're buying. I don't, why, if you don't need it, why, why buy it? I want my clients to be intentional about their shopping. I don't want them just to shop to shop because then you're just wasting money. If you're buying a piece, I often tell my clients it should work for you with two or three other outfits. You should be able to mix and match whatever you're buying with two or three other pieces in your wardrobe and, or it should work for at least two seasons, especially if you live in California. So it should be able to work for spring and summer or fall and winter, because otherwise it might not be worth the investment. Right. And so like, cause I don't want to leave men out in here cause we will have some listeners. So oh, sure. how does this all transfer into you support? Like, do you support men with their classes? Yes. 
Yes, I do have male clients. Most of my clients are women, but I do work with male clients. Basically, I'm all about finding what makes you feel authentic. Like, mm -hmm. what do you feel good and confident in? What pieces do you put on that make you feel like your best self? Right. And how are you putting those outfits together so you feel confident? I have male clients, some going through a divorce or some that need rebranding because they're looking for a new job. Right. And it's the same idea. We're going to pick out, I have one client that loves turtlenecks. Even though we live in Southern California, I'm not quite sure how he makes that work, but he loves turtlenecks. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have another client that loved Tommy Bahama shirts and that was his signature style. So we put together outfits using linen jackets and other type of cotton blazers, sport coats really for men that would help him look more professional. And then I have another client we worked on branding and it was about finding different types of dress shirts mm. that had different patterns and colors working through them that he could wear with a sport coat or with a pair of jeans or with a pair of chinos. You right. know, it's the same thing. You want to find pieces that you can mix and match depending on what your lifestyle is. You working and kind of seeing, you know, women clients and, and male clients, do you see any kind of similarities or differences in how men and women operate around clothing? It's much easier for men to let go of clothing than mm -hmm. women in particular. And at different stages of their life and weight, they do the same thing. They hide. Yeah. I had one client who was a gentleman and he was wearing very long shirts, not tucking them in. And it was so that he could hide because he thought he'd gained weight and was unattractive. And again, once we started tucking his shirt in, he was like, oh, I look kind of nice. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you do. You, Cause you can see a, a waist and a body and you're not one big blob. Right. And it's not always as simple as, you know, wearing a belt and tucking things in. It's about finding the clothes that fit the body you have, no matter what shape you are. And depending on your shape, like for a pair, sometimes a peplum top with a puff sleeve with a rectangle, you might want to find a wrap top and right. maybe you're into dresses. So you find a dress or a neckline that works. Both men and women think that when you walk into a room, people are looking at whatever it is that you're not comfortable with. Right. Some women think, oh, I don't like my chest or I don't like my waist or my tush. Right. The reality is when you walk into a room, if you're walking in with confidence and a smile on your face, they're looking at your face. Yeah. No one, we all think that, <laughs> oh, we're so worried because people are looking at X or Y, but mm -hmm. they're not. They're looking at your face and your smile. Yeah. And if you're walking in the room confidently, no one cares about your legs or your waist or your bust mm. or your butt. It's a misnomer we have in our head that they're looking at me and right. they're not. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I want to go into this piece of confidence and, you know, again, my personal experience here, but I've never really been satisfied with my body, right? Like even when I lost so much weight, I was like 150 pounds. I looked fabulous. I still thought I was too fat, right? And I always think, and still currently, I'll see other women that maybe are bigger than I am, but they have, you know, they're wearing like tight shorts and crop tops and I can see everything, but I think they're so beautiful, but there's like a, I can't have that. I can't wear stuff like that. So what are your thoughts about that? Is it a lack of confidence or is it yeah, I, I don't know. What does that yes, happen? I completely agree with you. I will tell you that I have been a size 10 all the way to an 18 mm. plus. And I say 18 plus because I stopped buying clothes right. that had sizes and back again. Okay. Mm. I've been everything in between. And for years I was told, don't wear stripes, 
because yeah. they'll they're not flattering don't wear prints because yes. they're not flat you know I was told you can't wear white jean all these things I can't wear yeah. and just like you I started seeing on social media all these women who were much larger than I was rocking it yeah do, wearing things that people told me I could never wear and they looked amazing and I, I realized it was about confidence mm. you are going to shine you can wear whatever you want right and you are going to shine if you are confident in it it's all about your belief system and how you feel about yourself. But yeah. here's the thing, as you start to get more comfortable in things, in clothes that fit your body, you become more adventurous. Oh, let me try this. Oh, yeah. it's like little, it's like a build. It's like a building, you know, going up little by little by little. And once you start putting those pieces in place, you have a foundation and it's like, okay, well, let me try this. Right. Well, let me try this. And, but what's happening is because you feel good about yourself, you look good yeah. and people will start complimenting you. Right. You know, I've had clients who I worked with and people actually ask them if they've lost weight, mm -hmm. even though they haven't lost weight. And it's because they're wearing the right size. They're showing off their body. They're tucking mm -hmm. things in. And because they feel more confident, they're standing taller. They walk a little different. Their head's a little higher and they're suddenly more confident and they, how they hold themselves is different. Right. And that is all about confidence. Mm. So you can do it. You just have to believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, and I want to explore this because, you know, I talk a lot about this on the show here on social media. I'm kind of just pulling from that. There's so much stuff about, well, just be confident, right? Or just be whatever. And I'm the type of person is like, how, right? So for our listeners and you being the expert here in confidence and end closets, how can someone who is, is lacking confidence in themselves and in their wardrobe, how can they start building that confidence? So I would say, do your measurements. There's four measurements. It's your shoulders, your bust, your waist, and your hips. And your mm -hmm. hips include your tush. And figure out what size you are whether you're an apple pear, what have you. And you can actually go to my website and put in what you are and it'll send you, okay, try these clothes. Like I oh, said, wow. try, these are the clothes that you can start with that will help you with your body shape, whether right. it's a, it's a V-neck top, a boat neck top, a wrap top, a peplum top, you know, there's all sorts of different you know, it, if you're an hourglass wearing a pair of flare jeans is great because it adds to the curves and then start with basics. Right. You know, the five basics that I said, find some basics that you feel comfortable in that fit, but I'm going to suggest you find clothes that fit the body you have now. Don't yeah. say, oh, I'm going to buy this, even though it's a little snug, because then I'll lose the five pounds to fit into it. Don't do that. Right. There's a big difference between waking up in the morning and putting on clothes that fit your body because you're going to feel way more confident in those clothes than you are in something that's cutting into your stomach because it's too tight. Oh, story of my okay. life. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, and here's the other thing as an entrepreneur and a business person, we leave money on the table. Mm -hmm. I just gave a talk about this. It was about, you need to find what you feel authentic in and it's not a pair of sweats. Don't tell right. me it's joggers and a pair of sweats. What you feel like is you feel your best and confident. I had a, I saw a woman on stage. She gave a talk for five minutes. I have no idea what she was selling me because mm -hmm. she was so uncomfortable in her clothes. She kept pulling at them. Oh, she, yes. They were like sticking to her belly or her, her hips. And so she literally, the whole time she was on stage, she was fidgeting and futzing with her clothes. Mm -hmm. And so I had no idea what she was selling me because I couldn't get past the fact that she literally was so uncomfortable in her clothes. Mm -hmm. Now imagine if she had put something on that she felt confident in yeah, and she felt amazing in, and she stood up on stage and sold me whatever it was she was selling me. Right. But she left money on the table because she wasn't appropriately 
dressed wearing what she felt authentic and confident in. And so I think when you start with basics and then I say, you know what, add some color. Yeah. If you love bright pink, wear bright pink. I happen to love yellow. And when I put yellow on, I feel like sunshine. Yeah. You know, I just recently found a pair of yellow pants from Cabby. I love them. And people used to tell me, don't wear colored pants. You can't do that. Your hips are too big. Your thighs are too big. Yada, yada, yada. You know what? I wear them and all I do is smile and feel like sunshine. And that confidence is going to project. And that's what people are going to see. They're not going to see the yellow pants. Yeah. Well, and I love that you're, you said that because I wanted to ask a question earlier about how you said rebranding. Now, this is a really new concept for me, even hearing that because I don't really relate to my clothes, like leaving money on the table or that it's a part of my business. So say a little bit more about that. How is your wardrobe a part of your brand? Absolutely. So you are leaving money on the table if you are not presenting yourself in the best possible way. So I'll give you an example. The gentleman I know I mentioned earlier, he wears a lot of black. So his branding is rock your life. He wears a graphic tee, typically from some band. He used to work with rock stars, okay? Mm -hmm. And he wears a sport coat and black jeans. That is part of his, he's being authentic. It's who he is. Mm. He's being on brand and he stands up on stage and sells whatever he sells and you listen because he's up there with confidence. I have another colleague that I know. She, when she speaks on stage, she typically wears very flowy, bohemian type clothes. Sometimes she wears white. But her talk is all about looking inward, connecting with God or a mm-hmm. higher being. And so what I'd like to say, it's very woo-woo, right? Yeah. But her outfit matches her talk and her brand. That's who she is. Mm-hmm. That's how she presents herself. And she's very confident. I'll give you, I've heard another speaker. He talks about his course where you can make millions. If you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to be richer. And right. he always shows up in the most expensive looking suits I have ever seen. Yeah. Okay. He is on brand. He is who he is selling. And then here's a complete opposite. I tell this story all the time. I met a financial person. She was a financial advisor Mm. and I offered to introduce her to some people. And she was like, oh no, I'm too busy. I'm super successful. I don't have time for that. But what I noticed is she had holes in her jacket. Mm. She had pen on her lapel and she had a stain on her shirt. Mm. Now you might think that that's really judgmental of me, but in my opinion, she left money on the table because I would never recommend her because she didn't take five minutes to pay attention to her own details. Right. So why am I going to refer her someone who's going to pay her right. to pay attention to their details? And the reality is there's this thing that, you know, first impressions, you can't ever have a first impression again. Right. And some people will determine mm. how competent you are based on how you're dressed. Right. And whether it's good, bad, judgmental, I, it's just the reality of it. There was a study at Princeton, I believe a few years ago, I use it in my talk and it's about how they put subjects and had them dress in different type clothing. Mm. And the subjects that dressed in quote unquote, richer clothing were deemed more competent than those Mm. not dressed. Now that doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of money, right? You can have a very nice wardrobe on a budget and look pulled together without spending a lot of money, but it's about taking the five minutes Mm. to look put together before you walk out the door. Yeah. Well, and if you don't know what your brand is, that's okay. Figure out what you love and yeah. start with those basics and kind of play with it. You know, start with the basics and then decide, okay, I really don't like blazers. I like cardigans or I really don't like layering. I really don't like black. I like red or 
Right. I really don't like red. I, I want to wear green or, or maybe you have colors that are your brand and you start to find clothes that, you know, something's already attracted to you to those colors because you right. put them in your brand. Right? right. So try playing with that. For me, it's as simple as I have these funky reader glasses. I probably have seven or eight of them. That's kind of my thing now. I have all different colors and people comment on them every time I'm in a Zoom call or in person. Yeah. So it could be anything from some small accessory to something big, you know, like you, ha you have completely branded yourself. Does that help? Did I answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, kind of wrapping this up a little bit. So just to be clear, so I'm kind of hearing on one hand, you can help one-on-one -on -one with clients, but then a little bit more information about this course that you're doing. Is this like a do-it-yourself kind of thing or what's the process with that? Right. So I do work with people in person and virtually. I have one-on-one -on -one appointments for closet edits and personal shopping. And then what happened was at the end of last year, I decided I needed to create something virtually for clients who wanted more of a community. And what it is, is it's a week of closet clean out, some a module of closet organization, and then capsule wardrobe. And mm -hmm. I created it, it launched in January. And I'm going through my beta launch right now. And it's great because every day we have 30 minutes, we clean out our closets together. There's a Facebook community for women. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to relaunch it probably mid-March awesome. and just keep going because somehow it's easier when you have accountability yeah. and motivation. And some people don't want to do it all in one day, even though it just takes a couple of hours. Sometimes it works better for people if you do a little bit at a time. Yeah. So that's where this idea came from. I love that. And so for all of our listeners here, how can they find you on social media or how can they stay connected with you? So on Instagram and Facebook, I am at stylish curvy girl. And my website is turnkeystyle.com. And if you go to the resources tab, you'll find you can join the waitlist for the closet transformation course, or you can book a complimentary style strategy session. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been amazing. I'm definitely going to go, go look at my closet and then get myself on that wait list. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was great. You're so welcome. I hope you have a good day. You too.